it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here. I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. 
I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Oh. 
Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. Welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Thanks for tuning in to listen here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District, my hometown, and a beautiful place to be, not for just one reason, but for so many, a myriad of reasons why beauty can be found in San Francisco, uh, least of which we could say it's in the eyes and hearts of the people who come here, who find themselves on the doorstep of the Bay and cross bridges and see rainbows in the sky and get really excited about it. So happy summer, everybody. It is June 23rd. 
And of course, in San Francisco, gearing up for Pride Weekend. I was down at the waterfront today on the Embarcadero, and uh, we have here in San Francisco a really beautiful paddle wheel ferry called the San Francisco Bell. And it goes out for special occasions. And uh, it seemed to be having a special occasion this morning as it was cruising slowly, paddling through the bay, uh, because the top deck was covered with people, full of people, and people were just waving rainbow flags. I think there were probably about seven or eight flags, like big ones, um, that were you know, I was like, those aren't strung up on, or they're not on poles. I'm pretty sure people are waving those flags. So a lot of enthusiasm going into not only the celebration of pride, but the fact that San Francisco is a place where people feel like they can be free. And whatever freedom means to you, uh, whatever kind of friends or fun things or clothes or styles or lifestyles that you want to pursue, you can pretty much find it here in San Francisco. Uh, a A full spectrum, if you will, the prism, the rainbow. So happy pride, everybody out there who's going to be celebrating. And of course, whenever a big event like this comes up, I do like to remind people to be safe out there. Be smart, you know, stick with your friends. Don't depend on your phone. You might lose signal. It's a very crowded situation. And um, look out for one another because it's kind of an opportunity for people to like party really hard sometimes. And, um, that doesn't always work out for the best. So take care of each other, be safe. Um, you know, grab a friend's hand and get through those crowds and dance, dance, dance.
happy Friday, everybody. I hope you're out there grooving and having a good time. We need to do that because we need to uh, cook up some great energy for this kind of crazy world. Um, certainly plenty of bad news out there, but uh, unfortunately, we only hear the bad stuff. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff happening out there too. For instance, if you've been feeling kind of frustrated, cynical, downright sad at the state of the world, and you're like, man, how are things going to get any better? Well, there is a group called the Indigenous Women of the Americas. And every month on the new moon, which is today, the new moon, meaning there you will not see a moon in the sky tonight. The sky will be dark, except, of course, for the city lights and a few stars. But no moon to be seen this evening. So it's kind of the start of a new lunar month. And so every new moon, the Indigenous Women of the Americas group uh, host a new moon ceremony in Cesar Chavez Park in the Berkeley Marina. So that's going to be today, starting at 7.30, and it goes until 9 p.m. So again, hour and a half. So this will be the 22nd Indigenous Women of the Americas Defending Mother Earth Treaty New Moon Ceremony. Yeah, I'm not saying that one again. Uh, it'll be the 22nd New Moon Ceremony since the signing of the treaty on September 27th, 2015. And here is their message, or part of their message. We call upon our sisters and their allies around the world to gather together on each new moon to pray for the sacred system of life, guidance, and wisdom. These words come from the historic Indigenous Women of the Americas Defending Mother Earth Treaty Compact of 2015, which was signed on the day of the fourth blood moon, the harvest moon, and the total eclipse on Sunday, September 27, 2015, on the Nap Territory in New York City. So you are invited to join in community and prayer from wherever you are on Mother Earth's belly. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, we'll be meeting on the shoreline of Berkeley in at Cesar Chavez Park, right at the end of the road where the parking lot is like a big parking circle at the waterfront. So basically, if you're going to the Berkeley Marina, it's out on the western end of University Avenue. And as you approach the marina, uh, you stay to the right, uh, road curves around and takes you all the way to the circle. And uh, that's where it takes place. So um, you can feel free to bring some water from your watershed or a favorite place to share with the waters of the bay. They'll have prayers for the water and prayers for guidance as we work together as defenders and protectors of Mother Earth. So you can find, you can read the entire treaty at indigenouswomenrising.org. And um, yeah, every new moon, at least through December. So that's today, June 23rd, 2017, Cesar Chavez Park, 7.30 to 9 p.m. And I was fortunate enough and had a really good time doing it this week um, at the Word Party, which of course is the monthly poetry and jazz affair that happens at Piano Fight in the Tenderloin, hosted by Jennifer Barone and Ingrid Keir and sometimes E.K. Keith. 
and also Daniel Hefez, who's the band leader of Nova Jazz, and uh, Jordy Vanderbosch, and a bunch of other excellent top-notch jazz musicians who come out. And the Word Party is a free show every third Tuesday. If you're a poet, you can put your name on the list to read your poetry, uh, poetry only, and the band will play jazz behind you. And so this month, I was honored to be asked to feature. And so I had about a 15-minute feature, which I admit I was rather nervous about, um, a, you know, like a week or two before. I'm like, oh my God, I've never like done a big stretch like that before. Uh, but I prepared and then got to the night and it was actually really fun and the band is awesome. So I really want to thank the Word Party for inviting me to do that. But one of the poems that I read, and this is related to the new moon ceremony tonight, uh, is a poem called Calendar. Uh, my theme of the night was kind of propaganda. So here's a poem called Calendar. They've tried to redefine time by putting it in a straight line and calling it clockwise. Winding and wading down the red line, conveniently painted on the pavement. It's an order of artifice, carrying an air of correctness until it becomes questionless. Note the arrogance of Julius and Caesar Augustus. But that's just hubris. In actuality, it is false. For a thousand suns can tell you which way to look for morning, but it's the subtle and unsettling oversight of the course of the moon running what would be called counter. But clearly, it is the marker, orbit and watcher, seamstress and friend, putting the pattern before us. I'm Global Val, and you're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm.
much. And thank you very much for listening to Women's Magazine. Really happy to be here on this beautiful Friday in the middle of summer in the Mission District, which is usually nice most of the year round, I'd say, at least weather-wise. But uh, if you're out there, make sure you're wearing some sunscreen. Protect your skin from uh, the, the force of the sun. Don't worry, you can still get tan. Just be wise about it. And also, if you're out there partying in the sun, please remember to drink some water. Uh, you don't want to dehydrate. You don't want to get heat stroke and faint. Um, nobody wants that for for themselves or for anybody else. So again, reminders, go take care of each other and um, be, be smart. Party smart. <laughs> okay, and good luck with that. Anyhow, um, more news. Uh, things that are mm, maybe a bit unsettling, but also we can find ways to, uh, to, to balance that out. Um, as you know, there were huge protests in Washington, D.C. over inauguration weekend, um, the day of the inauguration and the next day, which was the Women's March. And the inauguration day happened to fall on January 20th, which in the circles of Occupy, Occupy Wall Street, Occupy San Francisco, Occupy the world, um, back in 2012, uh, January 20th or J20 was a huge day of action around the country where people basically took over downtowns uh, from cities large and small and shut down banks and uh, protested and took to the streets and took over the streets, really. Um, so J20 is a significant day of political activism in the United States. And so J20 happened to be the day of the inauguration of you-know-who uh, over there in Washington, D.C. I've been to that city before. Beautiful city. Um, I actually really enjoyed my time there. Um, but there were actions taken that day. Uh, there were groups of activists who were, you know, not playing nice, so to speak. Um, there was some vandalism, some kind of what uh, the news media likes to just call anarchists, you know, but not all anarchists are out there to like break windows and things, of course. Um, anarchists just don't want people to make rules for them, you know. <laughs> um, but at the same time, of course, there were some actions like that that took place. Um, now, unfortunately, what happened was in an area of Washington, D.C., where some of that type of action was happening, the Washington, D.C. Police Department rounded everybody up. They called it kettling um, and kind of pushed and, and, and barricaded off different different quadrants of, of streets um, and kind of kept everybody inside in barricades. And many of the people who were in there were peaceful protesters. Some of them were even legal observers who were there to make sure that people's civil rights weren't going to get violated. Um, you can go on, you can find tons of videos about um, the protests of, of J20 in Washington, D.C. And you'll see the kind of chaos that was, you know, that was ensuing. Um, you also see the legal advisors, um, legal, yeah, legal, what, what did I just call them? <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's Friday. It's been a long week. Um, 
observers, legal observers, and they are visible with their green hats, kind of like neon green hats saying like, hey, I'm not here to protest. I'm here as a legal observer to make sure that people's human and civil rights are not being violated. So some of the legal observers were also rounded up in this kettling of by the police, this kind of slapping up barricades and kind of forcing people into certain uh, areas and, and into onto certain streets. Um, there were also journalists who were there doing their job um, as the First Amendment does protect the freedom of the press. And so there was a huge sweep of arrests and many of these people who, again, were not breaking windows or smashing cars or or setting on, you know, um, got arrested and are facing a litany of felony charges, uh, inciting a riot, urging to riot, um, like all these little, all these little detailed laws that can carry a, a large prison sentence. Um, and again, some of them were journalists who were there to observe. Some of them were legal observers who were there to protect, uh, you know, as civil servants. And uh, some people just happened to be there uh, at the time. But many, many, many people are getting charged with these really harsh felony counts. Um, some, some, of, some of the sentencing of which can hold up to like 75 years in jail. I mean, like horrendous human rights violation type of type of uh, type of laws that exist in our country. Um, so this is an ongoing situation uh, because a lot of the charges have not been dropped. There have been accusations coming out from some of the people who were arrested, including journalists who said that they were actually sexually abused while they were being held in jail. Um, many of the people who are, who, uh, are being charged with, um, these like rioting crimes, um, won't even get a trial until next spring. So it's violating their right to a speedy trial. Um, so it's, it's a pretty heavy situation. Um, and we see this as a trend across the country. The First Amendment of the United States, um, of the Bill of Rights of the Constitution, uh, states that there is freedom of peaceful assembly. To freedom to free, you are free to peaceably assemble and um, and address the government for your grievances. So, a protest is legal. Peaceful protest in the United States is legal and protected by the First Amendment of the United States. However, we see it violated time and again and again and again for decades. Um, and it's really a, a sorry situation. And by that, I mean a pathetic situation uh, that our legal system can't fall back on the First Amendment and um, instead empower you know, those with jobs that are dubbed authority jobs like police, um, get away with quite a bit. Um, so that said, the ACLU, uh, held a press conference the, to, to react to some of what was, what's been going on. So I want to play for you maybe just a couple minutes of this press conference and because they, they're filing uh, a First Amendment lawsuit. Thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Scott Michaelman. 
senior staff attorney from the ACLU of the District of Columbia. This morning, the ACLU of DC filed a civil rights lawsuit in federal district court on behalf of four individuals injured by the DC Metropolitan Police Department's abusive conduct on Inauguration Day. MPD has a troubling record going back more than 40 years of overreacting to small-scale law-breaking and generally peaceful demonstrations, with the result that hundreds of peaceful demonstrators have been pepper-sprayed, detained, and arrested by MPD. These repeated examples of unlawful police conduct led the DC Council to enact the First Amendment Assemblies Act, which sets specific limits on the use of pepper spray and mass detention, or kettling, and requires clear dispersal orders so that demonstrators have the opportunity to retreat to safety. MPD's actions on Inauguration Day this year reveal how little has changed. Again, we saw police attack peaceful demonstrators without giving dispersal orders and without justification. Again, we saw the police use the actions of a few as justification to punish a great many law-abiding demonstrators. Again, we saw a mass roundup and mass arrests. Today, we are filing suit on behalf of several courageous individuals who are willing to stand up and say to the police, enough. We think their stories are representative of the MPD's abuses on January 20th. Among the most disturbing incidents that form the basis for today's lawsuit are Plaintiff Shea Horse, a photojournalist, was pepper sprayed even though he was photographing the demonstration and he was arrested even though he was not participating in any unlawful activity. Plaintiff Elizabeth Legesse was arrested even though she did not participate in any unlawful acts. She was marching to express her views and she was caught up in a stampede created by MPDs pepper spraying of demonstrators. Plaintiff Judah Ariel, a clearly identified legal observer on that day, was pepper sprayed without warning and for no apparent reason. Shay and Elizabeth were handcuffed so tightly that one of Elizabeth's wrists bled and Shay lost feeling in several fingers, some of which were numb for months afterward. Shay and our fourth plaintiff, Milo Gonzalez, who isn't with us today, were subjected to intrusive humiliating and unjustified manual rectal searches. The willingness of Elizabeth and Milo to join in our suit is particularly admirable in light of the risk they continue to face as a result of pending criminal indictment uh, because of the U.S. Attorney's decision to charge virtually everyone MPD arrested on the basis of guilt by association. On behalf of our clients, the ACLU of D.C. is suing the district, Police Chief Peter Newsham and individual MPD officers to vindicate our clients' rights under the U.S. Constitution and D.C. law, including the First Amendment Assemblies Act. MPD must learn to honor demonstrators' free speech rights rather than chill them. The police may not use the presence of a few lawbreakers as an excuse to carry out mass arrests and subjecting arrestees to degrading and unwarranted violations of their privacy and bodily integrity is wholly unacceptable in a civilized society. I'd like to ask Shay, Elizabeth, and Judah to say a few words, and then Shay and Judah and I will take your questions. Okay. My name is Shay Horse. Can you stand up to the, the microphone to the reporter's oh. side? Thank you. That's good. 
I'm Shea Horse. I'm Shea Horse. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to move that along from there. Um, you heard what the ACLU is doing on behalf of these four people who were arrested. And, um, and we certainly need to keep, keep a close watch on this civil case uh, to try to continue to protect peaceful protesters, protect our rights to protest, and also stand up to the over- Right now, over there's 18 states who have had uh, representatives, um, elected representatives, to introduce bills to try to curb peaceful protest. Um, so if people who are getting elected to office can't even fall back on the First Amendment rights, um, that is a bad sign. So, um, but of course, you know, second amendment, you know, right to bear arms, of course, often, uh, supersedes the first amendment in our modern, uh, incarnation of, of the body politic, uh, of, um, elected officials. So, um, if you're trying to figure out what to do, um, I'd say you could start by voting. Here's a little music for you. Melly Safta. of the sun lit candles in the rain fed the world on oats and raisins candles in the rain lit the fire to the soul who never knew its friend Maya Baba lives again candles in the rain to be there was to remember so Lay it down again. Oh, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down again. Men can live as brothers, candles in the rain.
You are listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco, um, and I'm Global Val, and I hope you'll stay tuned because we're going to be hanging out all afternoon. Uh, the Common Thread Collective is coming up next, and um, I d- on on the topic of of uh, protest, um, there's going to be an exhibit on June 29th. Uh, so that's next. Thursday, and I'm announcing it now because we won't be doing our live shows next Friday the 30th. Well, actually, that would be after the fact anyway. So scratch that. I'm announcing a show in advance. Um, On Thursday, June 29th, from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Berkeley Arts Center on Walnut Street, um, there's going to be a photography exhibit called Resistors, 50 Years of Social Movement Photography. And so... It's curated by Ken and Melanie Light. There's going to be an opening reception from for this exhibit, uh, 6 to 8 p.m., Thursday, June 29th. Here's what they have to say about this particular show. Revolutionaries, protesters, and now resistors. The Bay Area has been home to a long and proud tradition of citizen activism, which has often been the vanguard and the cause of increased human and ecological rights across the nation. Now, in this time of heightened citizen involvement across the country, this exhibit links generations of resistors and provides inspiration for the ongoing struggle to achieve peace, equality, and justice. The exhibition highlights some of the, some of the foremost photographers in the Bay Area, including Harold Adler, who's this is a really amazing guy. He used to work for the Berkeley Barb back in the 60s. Um, Stephen Shames, Nastio Jan Brown, and Janet Delaney. Over generations, they have witnessed the social history and powerful imagery seen in newspapers, magazines, posters, books, and new media. But the show also includes contemporary photographers such as Noah Berger and Sarah Rice. There will also be a community photo board available where attendees can post photos of their own experiences at social movement events, adding to the dialogue and expanding the show. Ken Light, who has curated the show, has worked as a social documentary photographer for over 40 years and has been featured in numerous publications and exhibitions. He's the author of eight books, including his most recent called Valley of Shadows and Dreams. Melanie Light has been involved with both the community of photographers and the photography marketplace for over two decades. She has a BA in art history from Smith College and an MA in counseling psychology from California Institute of Integral Studies. So again, um, It's the opening for the exhibit Resistors, 50 Years of Social Movement Photography, June 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Berkeley Art Center. That's at 1275 Walnut Street. So don't go nuts. Go over to Walnut Street and uh, feel the power of, of photography. And I think especially in our day now with the technology that we have and their ability to share things so quickly, um, you know, it's kind of transformed just the, the volume of, of things that we can become aware of. And although it seems like a lot and it's overwhelming at times, um, we need to celebrate our interconnectedness and the way that uh, coming together and resisting or protesting or insisting or demonstrating or whatever you'd like to call it has done 
is doing and can do. Uh, also of note in terms of protesting, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a group of citizens who went to the Republican Hall's uh, chambers in the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., uh, some of them very sick people, some of them uh, disabled physically uh, or otherwise, um, people in wheelchairs, people of a certain age, um, people of all ages went to protest because the Republicans in the Senate are meeting behind closed doors to discuss this health care bill, um, supposed health care bill, um, more like taking away health care bill, um, behind closed doors and are basically refusing uh, to let it out and let it be public, um, open refusing to open it for debate. Um, they just want to keep it as tight and quiet as possible before they bring it to the floor for a vote. And so they've been working on it for, for weeks now. So there was a group of protesters who went, some in wheelchairs, uh, some with assistance, um, to go protest in Washington, D.C., in the Capitol. Um, again, First Amendment, peaceful protest. And they were summarily carried or escorted out by police. So, uh, don't be scared. Remember, we can resist, but we can also insist. So let's flip. Let's let's uh let's flip the page and 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 write and rewrite our own stories, our new American revolution. I want to congratulate Kim Shuck uh, on a different note, on a poetic note. I want to congratulate Kim Shuck because she has been named the newest Poet Laureate of San Francisco. Uh, we are honored to have uh, such a, a community-minded person uh, who is going to be in this post for um, the very malleable time of 14 to 28 months. And during that time, uh, the Poet Laureate gets to host different events, uh, promoting poetry, bringing it to and from the people and the communities around San Francisco. So I know Kim Shuck is going to do an amazing job. Uh, she already curates her own reading series, The Turning Gears Poetry uh, open mic, which used to be at Modern Times Bookstore and now has moved over to Adobe Bookstore. That's a Sunday affair. I'm not sure if it's the first or the second. I don't know if it's every Sunday. Um, I know that later on, Common Thread Collective, if our friend uh, Richard comes, he'll know the exact dates for that. But Gears Turning Poetry, um, but she's also a professor and um, a native San Franciscan and a Native American. So great to have her being, put, uh, being selected for that post. And we look forward to speaking with her soon here at Mutiny Radio uh, because she's local and uh, very, very, very cool to have a new Poet Laureate. Uh, so congratulations to Kim Shuck. So on, uh, unfortunately, I don't have um, her book of poetry with me, <laughs> but I do have a poem. So to celebrate poetry, and uh, this is called The Fabric of Society. Voyager, emigrant, refugee. What can you carry across the sea? Grandmother's recipes stuffed into your basket. A little cash stuffed into your bra. A packet of your favorite heirloom seeds and dreams of the soil that it may feed. Compelled to leave with a head full of curls and the need to breathe free. 
free from the noxious gases, from the warring factions, from the abject poverty. Free from the small minds of kings and priests and families. What would you do? What would you take with you if you were forced to leave with only your bravery? Would you, like our Syrian sister from Aleppo, fashion a dress to remember all that you know? Features of an ancient city, now bombed, its people and landmarks gone. But she wears her home on her sleeve and in her pleats, reaching for sanctuary for hands to hold, for the door open, for warmth in the cold, so that she may live to be the bold, beautiful, brilliant adventurer inside us all. I'm Global Val. Thank you for tuning in to listen to Women's Magazine here on mutinyradio.fm. Also, be sure to tune in to KPFA 94.1 FM or kpfa.org and listen to my colleagues every Monday on Women's Magazine at 1 p.m. Uh, a great group of producers working on Women's Magazine. I here am an outpost of Women's Magazine in the Mission District and very happy to be doing so. So happy summer, everyone. Keep uh, spreading the light, spreading the love. And uh, yeah, let's just keep working together. Every little bit counts and every little bit helps. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you.
You've been listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. And uh, just remember, Mutiny Radio loves you. And uh, we love being able to be here as a voice, uh, a platform for the voices of so many people who come through and participate and get in front of or behind a microphone and let people know what they're interested in, what they're doing, what they think. And that's free speech. That's free speech. And um, free speech in this country is coming at a higher and higher price all the time. But here at Mutiny Radio, free speech is free. And so are our podcasts. So um, every summer we do like to do an annual fundraiser. So if you go onto our website, you can click the donate button and you can make a donation to Mutiny Radio. Any amount, small or or large, would be, of course, appreciated. You know, we, we don't ask for very much, but we do have a lot of different shows. We have over 35 different shows here every week. And, of course, that uh, allows for a lot of entertaining content and important conversations to happen. But it also, you know, makes a lot of wear and tear on our operations. So... Uh, you know, we need new mic cables and and uh, mic microphone arms and XLRs and various little equipment. So if you have some that you'd like to donate, please come swing by someday at 2781 21st Street here at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District. So peace to you all. Uh, thank you for supporting us even just by listening to the shows. Uh, 